What would I have told my 20-year-old self? Honestly, you know what? 20-year-old Danielle was pretty awesome. I got to say, she had a good time. She enjoyed going out to the bars with her friends, having a few cocktails, flirting around, just kind of mingling, laughing. She was a real, you know, just a real hoot, a real good time, if you will. But you know what else Danielle was in her 20s? She was stupid. Absolutely stupid. Like seriously stupid. When it comes to the 20s, I feel like we all are a little bit stupid. And I don't really know if it's intentional stupid or if we're just that naive and our brains just aren't developed. But if you're somebody in your 20s, I think you're you're going to relate to this. But if you're in your 30s, you especially will relate to this. But I'm going to tell you a little story. And from there, I'll go in and tell you what I would have told my 20-year-old self looking back at it now. So I want to start by saying this is not a sob story to make you feel bad for me. Oh, my 20s were so hard. I mean, realistically, you guys, there were some hard moments in my 20s. There's no doubt. But overall, I had a really good time. And I think that's what your 20s are for. So what would I have told my 20-year-old self? I'll start with this. I would have told myself, Danielle, your friends are going to be entirely different once you inch towards the end of your 20s. I would have told you, hey, Danielle, your career is really important. You probably shouldn't be going to Sharky's in Huntington Beach until 2 a.m. But I would have especially told myself, Danielle, the guys that you're dating don't see value in you and your relationship, so stop dating douchebags. I think that was the thing. In my 20s, I felt like having a relationship was a huge part of my identity. And I don't know if any of you can relate to that, but I was somebody who always had to have either friends around for that social comfort, spending the night all the time, going out all the time. I always had to have a boyfriend And it usually would be a relationship that would typically last anywhere from a year and a half to I'd say almost three years. And I saw that there was like this trend. I don't know. There was this trend. I always liked the douchebags, like the douchebag who just kind of was a bad boy. I loved it. I dated this drummer once. He was a real piece of work. I'll never forget there was this one morning This is how douchebag he was. And now we're just kind of going into storytelling mode. So if you don't like stories, you can click forward to the motivational aspect of this podcast episode. But I dated this douchebag and he was this guy. He thought he was God's gift to earth. He literally went as far as to say that he was Travis Barker's minion and he was the best drummer in the world. Yeah. Well, that drummer who was God's gift to earth, one morning I woke up, we were at his parents' house. Oh, and might I add, he was nearing his 30s, still living with his parents. That was a really attractive quality. I was 21 at the time. So really good choice in dudes, Danielle. We woke up one morning. I'll paint the picture. It was Easter morning. We woke up and my sweet boyfriend, Travis Barker Jr., decided to go in the bathroom. He had just recently re-pierced his nose. Another really attractive quality, right? He pierced his nose. Well... Mr. Dreamy's nose ring fell out in the middle of our slumber somehow. And I remember walking by the bathroom and his parents had this like porcelain sink that, that sounds so funny. Oh, a porcelain sink. How crazy. No, but like it was one that didn't have like a cupboard, 
like a pantry area built underneath. It was just like a low hanging open face porcelain sink. And I'll never forget. I knew he was an absolute idiot and douchebag. When I walk by the bathroom and I hear him say, freaking damn it. Of course, that's censored, but he said it a little more aggressive. And he slammed his arms down onto the porcelain and shattered his parents' bathroom sink because this guy couldn't get his nose ring back in his nose. Because if you've had your nose pierced, you'll know the cartilage closes. So this diva broke his parents' bathroom sink on Easter morning. I'm sitting there contemplating my 21-year-old self thinking, what am I doing? Of course, I stayed with him, you know, two strip club strippers later that he cheated me, cheated on me with later. You know, there was a lot more uh, I had to really go through to realize he was an idiot. So that was a fun one. That was a really fun relationship. I ditched the drummer. And then I went into this like, you know what? I'm going to try dating an older guy. I tried an older guy. Wasn't, it wasn't anything special. That was shortly lived. And then from there was like, oh, wow, who is this guy? I was in my property management days. I was just starting the peak of what I thought was going to be my career. And this one guy, I remember, walked into my leasing office. He was more charming than I was used to. At this point, I was about 22, 23 years old. He said, oh, I'm an ex-professional tennis player. And I thought, oh, okay, so you aren't a drummer. You don't aspire to be a guy who has uh, Liberty Spikes and plays in a band. That's nice. There's a start, right? Oh, your nose isn't pierced. That's also a good sign, right? We're going in the right direction here. We're trending in the maturity pathway, okay? So no, I was absolutely wrong. This guy ended up being way worse. But anyway. Again, this is not a pity party. This is story time and what I would have told my freaking 20-year-old self, all right? Because I'm a mature 30-year-old adult. So needless to say, we're going to call this guy the tennis player. That's going to be his identity name because we'll leave names out of it because we're not petty, right? We are thriving. So the tennis player, needless to say, swooped me off of my feet, my 22-year-old feet, And we started dating pretty quickly. He was very intelligent, had a really nice way with words. Needless to say, he said, hey, I have to travel for work. Um, I still do setups for the PGA. I set up the tours. I'm going to be traveling out of state uh, for about six months of this year. All right. And I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. We just started dating. But, you know, I I, I dig your vibes. I'll, I'll truck along with the long distance relationship. Why not? Never done that before. I've dated a guy with kids, dated a guy who was addicted to drugs. You know, let's do a long distance relationship. Why not? Let's just, it's like collecting Pokemon cards. Let's add it to the entire collection. So this guy was not a holographic Charizard. I'll just start with that. But so Mr. Tennis Player goes away. He's traveling. You know, I'm having some hard times with this because I'd never done it before. He wasn't really talking to me a whole lot. He was uh, another douchebag. It was starting to seem like. But we worked it out. I went, I visited. He flew me out to see him. You know, there were some red flags. I I thought, I think he's talking to his ex who he kept kind of mentioning. He had been in a relationship with her for a long time. All these red flags, you know, like emails from her that would be on his email uh, when I was on his computer that said, love you at the end of it. Oh, that's weird, right? That's a red flag. That's a red flag. Anybody listening... 
Do you ever hear these red flags and you just kind of like pretend they're not happening? Yeah, that was one of them. Or, you know, traveling and finding condoms in his nightstand drawer in the extended stay he was staying in next to his bedside. We didn't use condoms. But did I uh, pretend there was nothing wrong with it? Of course I did because I'm a stupid 20-year-old girl who had very little respect for herself apparently. But you know what? That was the era. That was the time. What a time to be alive in your 20s. So we'll shorten up this story because this is probably the longest story of them all. But me and the tennis player, we worked it out. You know, I drunkenly may, when he moved back home finally in September of that year, I may have drunkenly grabbed his phone and brought it to the bathroom to snoop and see if he was talking to his ex. And what do you know? Lo and behold, he was, he was, and he may have broke up with me and made it, made it like it was all my fault. Like I'm snooping, but you know what? Let me tell you something for any men listeners. If we feel an inkling that something's going on, our womanly intuition is usually on point. So we're going to do what we need to do when our little C what is it? Like a criminal investigative hat needs to come on. We're going to put that ball cap on and we're going to look up your whole life. End of story. Don't be a douche. And we won't have to do that. So we broke up. Then we got back together. I'm going to skip all the the sob story and all the, and we're just going to get to the nitty gritty and the meat and potatoes of the story. I found out that Mr. Tennis Player, who had swept me off my feet, had made me think several times that I'm crazy for how I was feeling. Come to find, Mr. Tennis Player was always texting this one gentleman's name in his phone. Guess what, guys? I found out that that gentleman he was texting was actually his ex-girlfriend, now hidden in his phone under a guy's name. You know that funny statement people say, oh, if Pizza Hut's calling him at 3 in the morning, he's cheating on you. Well, you know, I was I was Pizza Hut relationship. I was that relationship where their pizza hut could have called them at 3 a.m. And I would have been like, oh, it's fine. It's not a red flag. (laughs) They probably just want to double check his order. He was talking to his ex under his phone, under a guy's name for God knows how long. And even when I called her from that number, when I found out, he denied it. When I had her on the phone, have you ever dated a sociopath? This guy was a literal sociopath. Like, the craziest person. Literally, I would ask this guy, what did you have for lunch today? Oh, I had uh, macaroni and cheese. Oh, that's weird. I I thought earlier you said you had a turkey sandwich. Like he would lie about anything just to lie. Like there's just people in this world who just want to lie because they're weird as hell. I don't get it. Long story short, I met Alex, my husband, shortly after him and I did not work out. And that was a very, it was a pivotal moment in my twenties. We, Alex and I met when I was 25. And honestly, if I didn't go through these relationships, I'm not going to get sappy right now. Okay. We can talk about Alex another day, but truly, if I didn't go through these experiences or relationships, I wouldn't have been able to appreciate a man like Alex. So I will say before I end this little rant for anyone who is in a difficult relationship right now, or they've been in several unhealthy relationships, you will find that person for you. I promise you. But you have to learn when to take out the trash and when to stop ignoring the red flags of a faulty relationship. We all have them. We all have our traumas and our sad sob stories. And I really didn't want to come on here 
today to go, oh, poor Danielle. She had a guy living a double life. Oh, and by the way, that tennis player wasn't only talking to his ex. We're going to call it a triple life because he had three other girlfriends that he was simultaneously dating and quite frankly, having sex with when he was traveling. So yeah, I'm not here to have a sob story though. That was honestly a pivotal moment in my 20s that I had to learn that I was settling for love that I thought I deserved. And when in fact, I deserved so much more. So figured that out. Alex is a pretty uh, badass husband. So kudos to Alex, yada, yada, yada. But what I would have told myself, I would have told myself that your dating life is not everything. Have your own identity. The guy is just a portion of your life and probably a chapter as well. So don't take it too seriously. Just have fun. Enjoy them for what they're worth. You know, I had good times with all of those guys I had dated, the few guys that I took very seriously. I had a lot of fun. Just, you know, there's no doubt. I can't deny that we had good times. But that's it. Like, they're done. And I truly believe you can't be friends with your ex. If you're one of those people where you're like, oh, we're still friends. Yeah, bullshit. Like, you can't be friends with your ex. Like, you can't. You cannot. End of story. I can't. If you think you can, props to you. I wish my ex is well, but we're not friends. And we never will be. And that's just it. Because they suck. So what I would have told my 20-year-old self is that. And I would have told myself, Danielle, focus on your career. Focus on what you want to do for yourself. Stop spending so much time going out. Like self-develop. Start working on your self-development. That's more important than anything else right now. Another thing I want to talk about about 20s that's kind of weird is you really think you know it all in your 20s. I seriously thought I had it figured out. I thought I was going to be at the same company for the rest of my life, that that was my career I'd established. I thought I would have the exact same friends surrounding me, and that was just kind of it. That was my friend circle. I always hung out with them, and I was fine settling with that. Um, not Again, not that there's anything wrong with those people. I still talk to some of those friends, but I just never really pictured anything more for myself than the small 20-year-old bubble I was living in. I also wish I didn't do any dating apps. I literally, I had the worst luck on dating apps. We'll go, you know what? I want to do an episode where I talk about my experiences with dating apps and the horror stories that I went through with that. That was weird. That was really weird. So if you are in your 20s and you are listening, take it from somebody who had the most pitiful relationships, the most, you know, very simplistic friendships. Branch out, you guys. Meet new people. Have fun. Do you, don't be tied down. Don't ignore red flags of these BS relationships that we seem to fall into when we're young. And don't get discouraged about your future. You are always going to be finding yourself. You need to just get out there and experience and meet new people. Have a mentor. If I could give you advice, find a mentor, somebody who's going to want to bring out the best in you. Find a friend who elevates you, who is doing more than you. Because it's going to make you want to do more. If you find people who, you know, are on the same page as you, you really aren't going to grow, not at the pace that you might want to. So just find somebody, whether that's somebody who pushes you to be more fit, more mentally fit, more um, career oriented, find, you know, some hobbies that you enjoy with somebody who can push you to be more into hobbies. There's a lot of things that you can rely on somebody who's better at something than you are. So level up. 
But that's that's all I would have told my 20-year-old self. I would have still had fun and gone out, but I would have told myself, don't lock yourself down with too many douchebags. Have a good time. But instead of going out every night or every weekend and partying with your friends, sit down and do some self-development because I guarantee I would have left those shitty relationships much quicker if I would have just started figuring out what I wanted for me. Your 20s are meant to be selfish, you guys. Use your youth and be selfish because as you inch to your 30s, shit gets more real. Your life becomes more real. Alex is like, I want to get you pregnant. And I'm like, I'm not ready to get pregnant, Alex. I know we have a lot of time. It's Corona season, but I'm not ready to get pregnant. And again, still being selfish. And that is okay. I was actually explaining to my mom the other day. I was saying, you know, I just feel like I'm a little selfish and I don't think there's anything wrong with it. And she said, well, don't use that word, Danielle, on your podcast. Selfish isn't a good thing. And you know what? I explained her. It is. There is certain aspects about being selfish that are good. So do what makes you feel good. Try to be smart. If you fall into a shithole of men or a relationship you're in that's just horrible, learn from it, dust yourself off, worry about yourself, take care of yourself mentally. Don't rely on anybody else for your happiness. Try to discover your independence while you're in your 20s because it makes it a hell of a lot easier as you transition into new friendships, lasting relationships, And just a more honestly authentic quality version of yourself as you get older and you become more wise. But you know what? Other than that, enjoy your 20s. Do you, boo-boo. And that's all I've got for you. Thanks for listening. And I love you guys to pieces. And thanks for tuning in. Talk to you guys soon.